Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now well uh yeah let's see how this shit go you guys want to do it with me come on come on all three everybody one two three Theme music. There you go. Let's go. Video What's going on, everybody? I'm Brent, and this is the Home Video Hustle, where we hustle motherfucking hustle. And as y'all can tell, it's just me right now. No PJ, no spirit. Nick ain't here. I'm doing this on a day where everybody has something else going on, so fuck. Either no episode this week, or you're just going to have to get me. And guess what? I hope you like me, because... You're getting just me. Unless the spirit walks in and wants to jump on the microphone, but the movie's done. And shit's done now. And she won't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I guess she, you can just get her reaction to what I'm saying. But that's if she even comes home because she's doing school shit. So, first... No, not no. this ain't the first time, is it? No, we've done this... This is the second time. And the first time was last year around the Halloween Hustle sometime. Because we did the episode called the Q&A Hustle. Where I just basically answered questions. I kind of copped out. I didn't do an episode episode. I just answered all y'all questions. But this time, like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me see how this go. I did the Up in 10 episode, Up in 10 Club episode for jazz. And that was just me by myself for 10 minutes. And that went fairly well. People seemed to like it. So I was like, you know what? Let me try this shit over here on my show. Granted, it's going to be longer than 10 minutes. Because there's both a lot. And not a lot to say about this movie I'm talking about today, which may sound weird, but I think you might understand what I'm saying once I really get into this shit. So, without further ado, today, episode 73, god damn, of the Home Video Hustle, talking about a flick called Blood of Dracula's Castle. And I know you're probably thinking, what the hell is that? Uh, I don't know. I watched the movie and I still kind of (laughs) don't I got this Blu-ray, or not Blu-ray, I got this DVD set called Gore House Greats, released by Mill Creek. I got it at this spot, a little discount store called Ollie's for $2.99, brand new. So I'm like, yo, that's podcast shit right there. And I was looking at the back, and you know, a bunch of them sounded interesting. But I said, you know, let's keep this shit simple. Let's just start with the first movie on the first disc, which happened to be Blood of Dracula's Castle. Released in 1969, hour and 24 minutes. We'll talk about that. 
and it has an IMDb score of, y'all want to guess? I'll give you a few seconds to guess. All right, a few seconds are up. It has a 3.2 out of 10 and an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah, one of them kind. Directed by Al Adamson, written by Rex Carlton. And I'm going to explain why I wrote that note down in a second. Just give me one quick second. <laughs> it is starring John Carradine, Paula Raymond, Alexander Darcy, Robert Dix. Now, I say written by Rex Carlton because we recently did a movie, I think also written by the motherfucker. I don't think he directed it, but I think he wrote it. A couple episodes back, even The Brain That Wouldn't Die was also written by Rex Carlton, or at least the original story was. The screenplay credit went to Joseph Green, but Rex Carlton had the original story, I guess. So there's a Brain That Wouldn't Die connection here. And there's also, you know what? Because the thing is, there's Mystery Science Theater connections too, because of course that movie was featured on Mystery Science Theater. And I think it's the Alexander Darcy cat. He was also in a movie that was featured on Mystery Science Theater called, is it Terror or Horror? I think it's Horror of Spot, Horror of Spider Island might be the name of it. Let me double check that shit. This has been a little while since I've seen that episode. But the guy who plays Dracula in this movie played the little skeevy producer cat in that movie that was just trying to get a bunch of little models to go to an island with him, you know. Trying to get his Weinstein on and all that shit in that movie. And he gets... I think he actually turns into the fucking spider monster. So, hey. Oh, it's Horrors of Spider Island. Okay, I'm sorry. Horrors of Spider Island. That's right. Yeah, and like I said, he, he actually is the monster in that movie. If I'm not mistaken. Which is hilarious. Because he plays Dracula in this movie. Oh, man. I need to, we need to do that movie on the podcast one day. Because I remember that movie for that episode of Mystery Science Theater being goofy as fuck. Like, it wasn't, like, terrible. It wasn't hard to sit through. So I'm going to have to break that out one day on the podcast. I got mad good memories with that episode of Mystery Science Theater, man. Because PJ, as y'all know, probably he ain't, know, he ain't the biggest Mystery Science Theater fan. I actually, we've known each other for over 10 years and I haven't had his ass sit down and watch one yet. Which, so that needs to happen. But I remember that that uh, episode, man. I, woke, I used to wake up every Saturday morning. Because on the Sci-Fi channel, or I'm sorry, the Siffy channel now as it's called. Ah, I hate that name change so much. But I used to get up every Saturday. Around because it came on at nine o'clock, so I get up at like eight thirty, and I would get my VCR ready, and I you know pop the tape in, and I had it down to a science. I don't know if I ever talked about this before. If I have, I'm sorry. But new listeners, you're getting the story. Damn it! <laughs> I put the tape in, and I had to shit down to a science where, if I remember correctly, because it's been over a decade now, it would be come on at nine, and then of course they had the first commercial break, like almost like um, three to five minutes into the show, and then it would be four commercials. A sci-fi channel bumper, two more commercials, and then the show would come back on. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And I didn't want to keep the commercials in the tape because back then I was like, no, I don't want commercials. Whereas now, I would love to watch those old tapes with the commercials on them because it's funny to see the old... Because I do have some Mystery Science Theater tapes where I was lazy or something my uncle Michael gave me that had the commercials in there. So now it's more fun to watch those tapes because it's like, oh, I can see all the dumbass commercials, all these movies that came out that I don't even fucking remember no more. Or like sci-fi promos for like original movies and shit that I forgot about. Like there's one called Jackie Chan's Metal Mayhem. I actually have a copy of that shit now, but it's called like something like Gen Y Cops or something. And that has to come up on the fucking show because I remember loving that as a kid. But back to what I was saying, I would record this shit and I had it down to the science, man. And I would, when I knew that shit was coming up, stop the tape. And when you stop the tape during the commercial break, it kind of reverses a little bit because you would hear it, you know, the shit moving around. So I'd have to hit play when I knew, like, because I, like I said, after the bumper, two more commercials. So during that first commercial, I'd hurry up, hit play and like see where it's at. Fast forward it back to where it need to be and then hurry up and hit record once the show came back on. So it's mad memories of just literally sitting in front of the VCR with my finger out just waiting 
for motherfucking commercial breaks. Because every now and again, you know, Mystery Science Theater, they usually have little segments and shit, if you ain't never seen it before, where they'll go to commercial break. But every now and again, there's parts where it just it just happens. Like, they just go to commercial and it's like, fuck, I had to hurry up and hit that button. And if I remember right, the Horrors of Spider Island episode was one of the last episodes I recorded before the shit stopped playing on Sci-Fi Channel. And I tell you, man, waking up that Saturday morning and seeing that shit not on at 9 o'clock, man, when I talk about, like, heartbreak, like, <laughs> man, that fucked me up. I was like, God damn it. Granted, I was getting the DVDs at that point, but still, it's like the fun of recording that shit. Oh, memories, man. Movie brought back some memories. I will get this movie props for bringing back some good-ass childhood memories of Mystery Science Theater. That's always a good thing. But I know what y'all here for. I won't bore you with no more of my childhood remembrances. Is this... Let's get into this flick, shall we? Blood of Dracula's Castle. You know what, too? I'm going to get this off. I'm going to say this right now before I forget. This DVD set is called Gore House Greats. It's not really that gory, and it kind of disappointed me because I was expecting, like, every movie in this fucking pack to just be, like, exploitive, like, super gory blood flying everywhere. Maybe the other ones are like that, but this one, damn sure ain't. This was not the movie I would put as the first on the disc. I don't know if they're going in chronological order or not. I don't have the case in front of me no more, but maybe that's why. Now, I mean, there's like, there. I mean, it's not gory, but kills do happen, I'll say. You know, just let me get into it. I'll talk about all that later. Immediately upon hit and play, big smile on my face because the production company title comes up on the screen. And it's scratchy as fuck. Got the green lines and the picture's like kind of blurry and shit. And it's, it's just super grindhouse. And I love it. That's the thing. People I've read in the comments on IMDb, people like, you know, this movie's not the best, but you know, it deserves a better transfer. No, I don't want a better transfer. I want it to look like this. Certain movies, f fuck you, you, they were not made to look pristine, no 4K Blu-ray. Some movies are meant to look like garbage. And in my opinion, this movie is made to look like garbage. So when I fucking hit play and saw those scratches, it was almost like just a round of applause. Like, yes, this is all right. My aesthetic is already here from fucking play button minutes, like not even minutes, second one. I'm in this shit. I'm like, all right, I'm going to fuck with this movie prop. And it's even better because me, I just uh, showed the spirit grindhouse for the first time. That's the Ra Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino movie, if you don't know. One of my absolute favorite movies of all fucking time. Top 10. One of the best movie going experiences I've ever had. I know I've talked about that story on the show multiple times. So you have to go back into the archives if you want to hear all about that shit. What episode? I don't fucking know. Just listen to them. Oh, they're all wonderful, right? But the grindhouse aesthetic is here right from jumping. I'm in it. Okay. But the thing now is there's a song playing. I don't remember what the fuck the song is, but it sounds like either they had somebody make it for the movie or they like bought the rights to it because this shit plays over the whole credits. It just goes on and on and on. These credits going forever. Maybe it's not that long, but it felt long as fuck to me. And then they were showing like shots of the dashboard. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, cause it's so dark. You can't see exactly what it is they want you to see. So I just kind of figured, oh, maybe she's running out of gas. Cause I'm like, maybe that's where the fucking gas needle was at. And I, I later on, like, I don't know until way later in the movie, but I do find out later on that I'm right. It was the gas they were trying to point out, but it's so fucking dark. Like, I don't know what the hell you want me to look at. And I know I just said that shit and people are like, oh, see, that's why it needs to be better printing. No, fuck you. I would take not knowing if the goddamn gas is low for me keeping the scratches in the shot because that's what makes this fucking movie. But, see, and this is the weird part. She's on a highway or something and her car breaks down. She pulls over and instead of walking like up the highway or around probably where civilization is, she walks into the fucking forest. And of course, you get yoked up in the forest and she gets yoked up in the forest by a fucking monster or what I thought maybe was like, I thought it was a fucking Frankenstein monster at first because it's like horror of Dracula's castle. Maybe there's Frankenstein monsters running around, which I'm, it kind of probably, I, you know, and I think about it, it might just be or at least some variant of it. 
We'll find out. We'll talk about that shit later. And then the real credits come on, and I guess I. What the fuck? I think there was a sign. It's like, because at first I'm watching, it's like, why the fuck did you just cut to SeaWorld? Because the next thing that happens is there's a guy and a girl, and he's like taking pictures of her, and they're at like, I guess, SeaWorld. But I think it was called like Marine Land or something. I think there was a sign or something like barely in the shot that said Marine Land. And for a while, it's just shots of of her, him taking shots of her, you know? That's the thing about this flick, man. It's like, if you took the padding out of this movie or like just the extended shots just to run up the fucking time like i said it's an hour and 24 minutes you could easily at least drop 10 minutes out of this shit at least 10 minutes you probably could go more than that this shit could have definitely been under 80 minutes for sure because there were times man when this shit drug on and on because of these shots i'm like please just fucking get on with it like it's a grindhouse movie man fuck that 80 minute rule man they'll play the shit anyway just get on with it be done now man but while they're doing all this shit, homie gets a telegram and you find out his uncle died and he was like 108 years old and he left him a castle or something. Cause they're like, hey, you know, my uncle was a was an asshole, but he left me a castle. And the girl is like, oh, a castle, you know, we can do all kind of shots there and whatnot. So they're like, well, let's go. Cause I don't, that's the only bad thing about it is that he knows people live there. So he's like, well, if you want to live there, we gotta go boot these motherfuckers out. And girly is like, okay. Like, no qualms about it. Like, yeah, let's go get them the fuck out of my castle now. This is my shit. We gonna get it popping in here. They can get they old ass the fuck out. And that's their plan. They gonna go get they old asses the fuck out. After this, you cut to the castle. And you just like, oh, it's an older cat. The dude from the Horrors of Spider Island movie. And there's a woman with him. Older woman. This is his wife. And you come to find out. I don't know if it says it now. But this is Dracula and Countess, whatever the fuck her name is, Townsend, his wife, basically. Countess Dracula, shit. And they're plotting on whatever I don't fucking remember no more. And there's a butler, don't remember his fucking name no more, but it's John Carradine, which is also a mystery science theory reference because he's in a couple of those movies. Red Zone Cuba, Neon Earthly, and whatever. He's down in the dungeon because Dracula and his girl, they got a bunch of girls chained up. And they're just using them basically like just snacks and shit. Every now and again when they want some blood, you just go down there, get the needle fill up the glass and you're drunk off that ass the girlie that just got captured in the beginning during the credits he's down there taking her blood and he takes it up to dracula and he's like yo i got this new hot shit hot shit and dracula drinks he's like yo that's some hot shit bro like what, what is this he's all we got this new girl man my uh oh the frankenstein monster dude his name is uh mango or was it mango was it mango yeah, motherfucking name was Mango, wasn't it? But um, but yeah, he's like Mango um swooped her this morning or whatever. He's like, yo, yo, we we need more of this shit. That shit hot, homie. And then oh, there's that's the thing too. They're talking about some cat named Johnny, and they're like, oh, John, when Johnny is gonna be here, when Johnny gets here, you know, let him in all this shit. And I'm like, Jackson, more coming annihilation. Like, who the fuck is Johnny? You know, confusion even more because the next thing they cut to was a cat like behind a a, a gate, and there's a talking to a cop. And at first, they're talking about going to do something for $5,000 and, you know, you're going to go fuck with the count and all this shit. I'm, I'm like, I don't know because I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? What is this? I, at first, my first thought of what was happening is that they're outside the castle gates or some shit and they're about to try and go rob Dracula or something. I don't fucking know because they're talking about $5,000 and there's a gate. I'm not thinking of what is really happening because what's really happening is that this is Johnny and he's leaving jail and that guard, I guess, is a dirty cop that's helping him escape. And he ends up, Johnny ends up beating the fucking cop over the head and killing him. And that's how he escapes. Which makes me wonder, like, if the motherfucker was going to let you out, why are you beating him over the head? 
Because now motherfuckers will see a cop on the ground and know something is up. Granted, if they know you ain't in your cell, they'll know it's up to. I don't fucking know. It's just weird. Like, why hit the motherfucker? He with you. But after this, she cut back to Dracula and this girl, and they go down to the dungeon. And Dracula's hype as fuck, because I guess the new girl's blood was just the shit. And he's like, yo, Mango, you did a good thing. Take one of these girls. And so the fucking butler unhooks one of the girls to the right of him or whatever. And he just like, here, here's some pussy for you. I guess I don't fucking know. Because he grabs, Mango grabs the girl, put her over his shoulder. And they walk off screen. And throughout the rest of the scene, while they're talking, you just hear screams and shit. So it's like, I, I mean, I guess imagination go wild on that one, huh? Then after that, the vampires are like, yep, we're done for the day. Let's go to bed. So they go get in their coffins and they go to sleep. Cut back and old boy Johnny is running from the cops. I guess they're on his tail now. They got the dogs and everything going after him. And uh, oh, you know what? That was the goofy shit that happened before the dogs and shit chasing him. He's running around. And for some reason, maybe he's tired. Maybe he passed out. Maybe he just was running for a long time. But he fucking goes to sleep at the side of a creek or something. So what the fuck are you doing? People are chasing you, dumbass. Like, why are you fucking going to sleep? But I guess it worked out because he wakes up because he hears dogs barking and now they on that ass. So now he's fucking running. And <laughs> I guess just to show how grimy this motherfucker is, he goes around and there's like a little waterfall or something. And there's a girl just sitting there chilling at the waterfall. And he sees her. And even though he's getting chased and will get put back in jail around this time, maybe even like electric chair and gas chambered and shit. He stops and is like, oh, I want to kill her because he's a crazy serial killer, you see. So while the cops are on his ass. He yokes this girl up and she's screaming. So it's like you just gave up your position like on the, the radar map in a video game. Like if you play a Friday the 13th game, she's screaming and that fucking ping is on the map. So they know where you at. But it works out for him. No, he takes her behind the waterfall and fucking drowns her. Like the cops are like right there. And you would think I'm thinking like they're, they're going to catch him because he's just right around the corner and they're right there. But apparently their necks are broke and they can't turn to the motherfucking right because they don't notice it and he's not even I, I don't fucking know man it's goofy as fuck he's just sitting there drowning this chick and like probably like busting a nut in his pants because he got the look on his face like uh, uh, while he's doing it and the dumbass cops and the even dumber ass like dogs or maybe because it's water i don't know maybe the scent got thrown off but they walk right past like they walk right past this motherfucker don't see him don't smell him don't hear him nothing he gets away and he gets his kill in so after he gets past the waterfall, there's a cat working on his car or like getting shit out the trunk. He's doing something at the car. <laughs> and oh boy, grabs a Johnny grabs a rock and he just bops him over the side of the head with it. Throws him in the backseat of the car and jacks the car. And I thought the scene was going in, but no, it kept going. And he's driving and at the same time, he's like yoking dude's shirt off of him from the backseat, which I was thinking, yo, you're going to fall off the road or drive off the road because motherfucker, you're not even, he wasn't even looking. Neither hand on the wheel and everything, but he finessed that shit, got the shirt through the little jacket on or whatever and then picks up a fucking hitchhiker like i guess see that's the thing with this cat is that he just loves to kill so even though you're getting chased by cops and threat of jail is looming behind you you still stop and it's like yo that's a kill right there i need that i need this combo to not be broken so he goes and pulls up next to the hitchhiker and real goofy like the hitchhiker is in the window because the window's up and the hitchhiker is just like, even though he stops you thinking, you know, usually when somebody pulls up, you just walk, walk to the back seat or something, open up the door. But after he pulls over, the hitchhiker is just like doing a little thumbs, thumb, whatever motion that hitchhikers do. And he's smiling like he's doing it real fast to just smile like, hey, 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 pick me up. Hey, hey, hey. Like, motherfucker, he's already pulled over. What are you doing? Get your dumb ass in the car. But maybe Johnny thought the same thing. I didn't got annoyed because Johnny, well, I don't know, that's weird too because at the same time that they're cutting to the hitchhiker, giving the thumb and smiling all weird, they cut to Johnny and he's looking at him smiling all weird and he's like, 
reaching for a shotgun that is in plain sight that this dumbass hitchhiker should have saw. But he didn't see it, so he gets shot in the fucking face. Which, for a 1969 movie, I kind of didn't expect to see shotguns like blow fucker's face off. You know, it wasn't super graphic. But it did show him fall to the ground with blood all over his face. And I was like, yo, okay, I give you props. That's the gore house from the title of the DVD set. I give you that one. But that's pretty much it for the whole movie, which, you know, is disappointing. So, homie's dead. He steals his clothes and gets back in the car. And then to add insult to this injury, he takes the car to the side of a cliff. And I guess, like I said, he got to get these kills in, man. He's, he's that, that, that murder boner is strong with this one. So he fucking pushes the car, and the guy that he knocked out is actually waking up. And when that car goes off the cliff, he's fully woken, and he's screaming. And that fucking car goes off the cliff. It doesn't explode, I don't think. But it just, like, crashes and smushed up like that motherfucker's dead as hell inside that car. And he just cut back up to Johnny just laughing his ass off. This motherfucker in the span again chased by the cops has killed three people. Like, that might be called a Guinness record, people. Like, I don't know, man. Usually when cats are running from the cops, they're trying to escape. But my man's just like, no, fuck that. There's time for murder. And he got three of them in. So, I guess, hey, I can't talk shit. So, after this, cut back to the castle. Johnny just getting there, talking to the butler and everything. The butler's not really that happy to see him. And he get a bunch of backstory about the butler. Because I guess the... Dracula and his wife saved the butler from being hung or something at one point. And he asked him, like, yo, what's up with that? You know, what happened with all that? And he says, basically, he was worshiping some god named Luna, some moon god or something. And he was sacrificing motherfuckers. And I guess Cass didn't like that. So they were going to hang his ass, but then Dracula saved him. And there's probably a lot more to it than that. But I'll say now nah, I started to drift a little bit around this point because I'm just like, okay. The, the most exciting part of the movie just happened. <laughs> And it goes downhill from that point. So, and excuse me if I forget a little bit here and there because, like I said, it's not really catching my interest all like that at this point, at this moment. It comes back a little bit, but then it goes away. We'll talk about it. Oh, and I made a note of this too because, like I said, all this stuff is happening, and the people that I thought were going to be the lead characters have not been a part of this at all. So when the couple from the beginning that inherited the castle finally comes back, I made a note of it. I'm like, it's been 33 minutes into the movie before they came back, and I also made a note too that this is where because the couple are talking in the car and I got the first like frame jump or whatever you I don't know exactly what the technical term for it is where it's like somebody's talking and then the frame just like grooves like and they just like goes to the next sentence and shit and like they did that a lot in Grindhouse on purpose but to see it actually like in a movie it's like yeah every time it happens when I watch a movie like this it makes you smile oh and I made a note too because now logistical question here remember in the beginning I told y'all girly car got fucked up and she was walking through the forest and she got took right they showed a castle and the castle's, castle's like around like desert looking area. There's really no trees or anything like that. So I'm like either they didn't give a fuck about this continuity or didn't notice. Or they had the man Mongo walking a long ass distance. Because there are trees way in the distance. So if he had to walk from all the way back there, fuck that. I ain't doing that shit. Ain't getting no pay. Probably no medical benefits in this bitch. You sit in a dungeon all day. Like fuck that. But they get there, they're talking to the vampires, and they're telling them, like, yo, we want this cast. And the vampires are like, nah, that's some bullshit, man. We already living here. How about we just, you know, pay you money to stay here, and y'all go fuck off. Home and the husband dude or the boyfriend's like, nah, you know, girlie really set on being here at this castle, so we're going to need this castle. Like, what about a buyout? Like, no, motherfucker, we want this castle. Y'all just going to have to get the fuck out. And after that, the vampires are like, look, bro, look. How about y'all just chill here for the night? We'll talk about it in the morning. We'll get everything set up. But for now, why don't y'all just chill out? You know, get used to the place that y'all trying to jack it from us. And he's like, all right, that's what's up. So the butler takes him up to the room and whatnot. 
Later on, after that, they talking to Johnny the Vampires, and they're telling him about eternal life and whatnot. And they're like, yo, you help us out with all this shit. You can become eternal, too. You can stay the age you are now. We'll bite you, or you'll drink blood, or whatever the fuck has to happen for you to have eternal life. So he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever y'all need me to do, I got it, son. So that shit's whatever. And then the nighttime comes, and the wife hears a fucking blood-curdling scream in the middle of the motherfucking night. And so she gets up, and she's going over to her boyfriend, and is like, yo, yo. I heard this scream. What's going on? He's like, man, get out of here, man. It's probably just some bullshit. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. Leave me alone. And she's like, no, nah, no, nah, fuck that shit. Get your ass up and let's go check this out. And he's like, no, nah, I'm good. She's like, if you don't go down there, I'm going to go. He's like, all right, fine. Because he probably wants some booty later. So he's like, fine, I'll go deal with this bullshit. And then we're going to come up here and get busy. Hey. <laughs> but they go investigate. And actually, I think they go into the dungeon, right? Yeah, 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 because they run into Mango. I said Mango. 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 I'm thinking of fucking uh, Blazing Saddles now. It's Mango. Mango. What? They, no, they call him Mango. Mango. I don't fuck. I don't know. This movie is rapidly leaving my mind as I talk about it. But they get scared off, of course. They run into John Carradine, and they're like, yo, what the fuck was that? Because it looked like Frankenstein monster down here. And he's like, oh, that's just Mango, you know, our caretaker. He looks scary, but, you know, he's kind and whatever the fuck. And they're like, yo, but we heard these screams. He's like, oh, you heard our toucan. And it's like, what? Like, to me, I'd be like, what the fuck? Tuk- nah, for real, that's the best you got. Like, you could have said we had to move with, like, a movie on blast or, you know, we got a little home theater or something. But for real, a toucan, though. That's the best you can come up with. Not even a parrot. A fucking toucan. Is it down there fucking bugging out for Fruit Loops, bitch? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Fuck you. Give me my damn castle. Get the fuck out. But, of course, it don't go that way. And Mango, or Mango, whatever, he's creeping around. Because the next day, you know, the husband and... Or not husband, but the boyfriend and the girlfriend. Are they married? Are they fucking married? Because I keep saying that. Maybe they are fucking married. Are they getting married? I don't know. Whatever. You know what I'm talking about, though. The lead characters. The boyfriend and the girlfriend. The husband and wife. The future wife. Whatever. They're walking around. And Mango is just fucking peeping out. Getting his super perv on. He's like watching from a distance. And girl, he got on like the little short shorts and shit. So, you know, he probably getting him an eye for. And then I guess maybe this gives him the urge to go feed the girls in the dungeon. Because then it shows him feeding the girls in the dungeon. Or trying to feed the girls in the dungeon. Because the girl, he from the beginning that got swooped. She's like, no. And he just throws the shit on the ground. I'm like, well, fuck you then. You don't need, you don't need nothing. But after that, cut back to the couple. They're talking to Johnny at a little horse stable or something. And she's like... What the fuck is this? She said something that kind of made me laugh. She was basically like, uh, oh, you know, they got horses here. And they're like, oh, yeah, they do this and that. And she's like, oh, yeah, Johnny, you can be like our first house guest when y'all get the fuck out, basically. <laughs> like, yeah, once y'all leave, you can be the first one able to come back. And I was like, oh, thank you. You find out, though, that the couple was expecting to leave. And Johnny's like, yo, you can't leave. And the dude's like, why? He's like, because your shit fucked up. Your car is in the shop or about to get looked at. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, yeah, we brought your car. And then we noticed that there was engine problems. It was like a, was it, engine leak, gas leak, something like that. He's like, yeah, the cat will be by tomorrow to fix that shit, though. So it's like, oh, I guess we got to fucking stay here another night. And he also tells them that uh, there's some dinner party going on in their honor that the vampires are throwing. So, you know, you can't leave because we're throwing a party for you. Now... I don't know when I wrote my notes if I didn't write them that well or what the fuck happened that I don't remember. But eventually after this, the next note I wrote is that the couple finds the women in the dungeon. So apparently something happened where they went and started looking around the dungeon that I don't fucking remember no more. Maybe it was after that scene. Maybe they were weirded out by the fact that now their car all of a sudden has engine problems, you know. Or the fact that these people are fucking weird. Or there's a Frankenstein monster. Or Toucan Sam is in there screaming at night. One of those things made them like, hey, let's go investigate a little bit more. Because this shit's weird, son. But yeah, they find the women chained up. They're trying to free them. But of course, you know, they ain't got no key. And they're like, yo, we got to find something to jimmy this shit. And then they walk over. They see the coffin. So it's like, oh, 
His girlie's like, what the fuck are we dealing with? Well, and dude's like, well, the only rational explanation is that they're fucking vampires. And the girlie's like, oh, come on. It's like, bro, look at this shit. There's coffins, the Frankenstein monster, all the shit I just said is going on. So what the fuck are you talking about? Motherfuckers don't even come out during the day. Like, come on, it's fairly obvious at this point. But they get caught. I don't remember by who. Was it the butler or Johnny? Somebody catches these motherfuckers and they get chained up their damn selves. And Dracula and them down there talking shit like, you know, you should just sign the paperwork. You done saw too much. Now your ass is down here too. And then Johnny starts fucking with the husband because the girl, he's chained up. And she got on like, what do you call that shit? Like, the, I think it's like a crop topper. No, my, my, no, she actually just had on like a sports bra or something. Maybe. I don't know. But he starts rubbing the blade uh, against her stomach and her thighs and her arms. She's not cutting her, but he's kind of just rubbing it across her. And then looking over at the husband with this little goofy ass smile. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it did make me laugh after a bit. Because the husband's getting pissed off like super hard. But like I said, the vampires woke up. They know what's going down. And they're like, yo, whatever. So they all leave. And they leave him down there. And then the wife starts screaming. Because oh no, the wife and the girl from the beginning start screaming. I think because like these two big ass black rats are running around by their feet and they're just like, Aah! like I said, another scene where it's like we get it. It goes on for a while. They they show these rats running around their feet for a while and it's like okay, we get it. Just come on to the point where after the rat thing is over, then you cut to the girl from the beginning just has a big ass tarantula crawling up her dress and she's screaming her fucking head off now. To the point where Johnny comes down and he fucking like knocks the spider off over and stomps the shit and unhooks her. Now and I'm now I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? Because Johnny walks her to the over like, the coffin area and is like, yo, yo, I can help you escape. You know, I've helped girls escape before. I'm trying to help all y'all get out. And of course, her dumb ass believes him and she starts talking to him normally and he just bugs out and backhands the shit out of her. And I, I don't know if he's about to kill her or but the butler comes down and is like, yo, what are you doing? And girly like backs up and Johnny's like yo man this sacrifice shit is stupid man what are y'all doing with these girls down here man and the butler's like yo you fuck up this uh, sacrifice shit for me and your ass ain't gonna have eternal life matter of fact you're probably going to be dead cause we gonna fuck you up and so of course Johnny changes his tune and is like whatever homie and walks off and so in the surprising turn of events at least for me they have the sacrifice or the ceremonies going on tie girl up to the post and the, i think the other girls from the dungeon are there too and they're because they're all in robes and there's a bunch of people so i'm like oh they even brought the other girls up here too huh and then of course the couple was there and so now i'm thinking okay how are they going to like stop this like because they're not going to let this girl burn right nah she dead as fuck they put her on the thing and the, the like the wife kind of turns away the husband i don't think turns away he watches this shit and and you get the you get the fun effect where it's like the girl like screaming like she on fire and then they got like the what do you call that? Like the the fire visual over top the movie or something. Like you can tell it's not real fire in front of the things. Like like if it was new if it was nowadays it would be CGI. But it was just like overlay. That's it. It was like fire overlay over top the picture. It was fucking hilarious. But yeah, she done now though. That girl dead as fuck. And I was like, oh, they actually killed her. Man. I was like, okay, movie. I see you do a little something I didn't expect. And they go back to the crib though, and the couple is t are talking to the vampires and vampires are like yeah so. We're going to have dinner real quick, and then we're going to go to sleep. And in the morning, y'all going to sign these papers over. The husband, you know, rightfully, is like, yo, why would we do that? You're not going to let us go anyway. And the vampire, Dracula, because it's supposed to be Dracula. Dracula's like, no, we ain't going to kill you. We need your blood. So you're going to be here with us for a while, and you're going to sign these motherfucking papers, homie. Or it's going to get real crucial for you out here, because the butler and Johnny want to fuck you up. And we'll let them fuck you up if you don't sign these papers, but you won't die. But I don't remember how, but somehow the, the boyfriend or husband or whoever, he does something to get the gun from Johnny. 
and shoots Johnny in the stomach. So Johnny, he's dead. I was like, oh, I expected him to come back, but no, Johnny took one to the gut and he done now. He ain't even storage from Reservoir Dogs. His ass took one to the gut and it was a wrap. He not gonna sit there for fucking an hour and a half, two hours and just fucking scream at Harvey Keitel in this movie. And then the butler even like sees that shit and he's like, oh no, fuck this, he runs off. The boyfriend ties up Dracula and his wife. And they're like, yo, 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 you gotta go let us lay down, man. It's getting crucial now, man. It's about to be all bad for us. We gotta get to them coffins. And dude was like, nah, fuck you. You gonna sit here. And so, in a weird turn of events for me, anyway, they, they turn into dust. Like, before well, before they turn into dust, they got the little makeup on to make them look all old. And so the dude is like, oh, man, that's how old they really are. You know, all that young girl blood must have been keeping them young looking. Which they weren't terribly young looking to begin with. But, you know, whatever, besides the point. They turn into dust. And I'm thinking, oh, they, you know, that's it, they done now. But no, after they turn into dust, bats come out of them and so i'm like wait are they dead then because they turned the bodies turned into dust but the the bat came out so i'm like did y'all actually win because the bats fly out i like i don't think the bats die they actually escape i think i don't know if it's like a mortal Kombat annihilation thing or you know like when shao Kahn died the little dragon flew out of his body and did whatever that's what it reminded me of anyway, because it's like, what the fuck? Are these just, are, did they just become normal bats? Did normal bats come out of their body and fly away? Are they, are, is it them and they flew away like, fuck you, we're bats now. Like, I don't know. They don't explain that shit. So it's like, I don't know if Dracula's actually dead. Maybe not. Maybe they wanted a sequel. But in one of the funniest fucking scenes in this movie, though, the boyfriend goes to fight the butler, John Carradine, and they're fighting on the steps. And I think John Carradine eats shit at one point. Because, yeah, because the guy jumps down from the other side and they're about to fight. And John Carradine goes up the stairs and he grabs a mace. Oh, no, no, no. I take that back. Before we get to Mace, because they're at, when they get to the bottom, they're fighting. John Carradine picks up a fucking whip at first and he's whipping the boyfriend's legs. And he's like, it's just, you can tell it's not, it's barely touching him. It's like he's just going, yeah, yeah, and barely tapping that motherfucker. And these dudes just like fucking flopping on the ground all super hard like he's taking bumps in the rest of the ring. And so John Carradine has a mace up the, and he's back up the stairs and he has a mace. And the boyfriend runs up there and John Carradine, I guess, put all of his force into this one swing and that motherfucker ducked. And so John Carradine goes flying off the stairwell and fucking dies. He kills himself. By exerting too much force with that mace. Which made me laugh uncontrollably watching this movie. That shit woke me back up because like I said, I was drifting a lot in this movie. There was legit a time where I'm like, yo, I have to record after this and I don't want to sound sleepy on the microphone. I don't want to sound bored. So I did one of those like movie things where you know you get to rub your hand up real good and you just smack yourself in the face a little bit to wake you the fuck up. Cause I had to, I'm like, yo, I gotta talk about this shit. Wake up, B. But after the butler died, um, I think homie goes back to his girl and they're about to get ready to escape and Mango comes out. And he sees John Carradine dead, or the butler dead, I mean, whatever. And he's like tapping on his face, like, yo, wake up, wake up. He's like, no, nah, he dead. And so he got, I think he, yeah, he picks up the mace and he actually gives chase. They're running from Mango or Mongo and they're shooting at him and it's not doing a goddamn thing to the point where he does the old Superman TV show thing where he just throws the gun at Mango, like, fuck you. And it does nothing also. And eventually, Mango actually knocks Homie out. I think with the mace, man. Was it with the mace? I don't know. He knocks him out. Like I said, it's drifting a little bit again. So the homie's knocked on the ground, and he picks up the girl. Mango does. And he takes her to the same post that girl he got burned up at. And he's tying her to it. And he's throwing gasoline on her. So I guess in revenge for his homie getting murked, he's like, I'm about to burn your girl, dog. The homie does wake up, and he runs over there. And he tries to, like, I think he tries to hit dude or do something. And Mango just kind of shoves him. Like, bitch, move. Like, shoves him out the way. Like, you ain't doing shit. But conveniently, he knocks the husband right down next to a fucking axe. And what does he do with the axe? 
he hits him in the motherfucking back with it. And the axe stays in his back. And I, I, don't, I think homie was like at one point trying to reach back for it. He was stumbling and shit. And the uh, boyfriend picks up the gasoline, douses his ass in it, takes the little torch, puts his ass on fire. And I, I don't know, I guess Mongo was like, yo, there's water down there. I'm going to try and reach the water. So he jumps off or falls off a cliff. And nah, bro, you get no water. You get fucking rocks. Mongo is dead as fucking. We get a dummy kill. But it didn't look that great. This literally, literally looked like somebody just took a dummy and just pushed that shit off the edge. So it didn't have no oomph to it. But it was hilarious, though. And after that, the couple hugging, kissing, whatnot. You get like a little shot of the castle. They're zooming out. And guess what? Of the end. That is Blood of Dracula's Castle. And man, after that one, whew, I need me a drink. So yeah, I'm going to be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Alright, I'm back. I really got a problem because I don't know what I want to rate this movie for. Because looking back on it, it's like it had moments where it piqued my interest and of course it had moments of comedy as I've told y'all. But this shit is so boring the majority of the time. Like I said, man, they could have easily dropped like 10, 20 minutes out this movie and it would have been better, man. It would have just been better paced because there were so many times where you could just, the padding, man, it just is hitting you in the face with that shit. So if I had to go out of 10... I think I'm kind of with the IMDb uh, users, man. I think I'm going to have to go with three, man, because it wasn't like one terrible. I'd watch this over Jack Frost. I don't think it was two. Because like I said, the scenes where homie was just like getting chased by the cops and just like taking time out to just murder people made me laugh. John Carradine killing himself by just being a dumbass made me laugh. I don't know that moments where it made me laugh, but it also had a lot of moments where it made me want to sleep. Like this is the first time in a while I can remember well, probably because PJ ain't here either, so I ain't got nobody to, like, joke with. But I had to smack myself to wake me the fuck up to be able to talk on this microphone. So, uh, I don't know. It's like a two or a three. What am I going to do? I want to say three. Three is, like, the one that keeps coming out my mouth. So, you know what? Fuck it. It's a three. Like I said, for the comedy bits, for the grindhousey look of it that I enjoy, and just the weirdness of it all. Just, you know, that's three things. They could get a three. It'd be fine. Fine. Whatever. Now, as you all know, we got other segments on this show. And... One of the segments we always do. So we got to break out the black history. Black history flashcards from the urban intellectuals. And this week, we are talking about, oh, Patrice Lumumba. Born July 2nd, 1925. Died January 17th, 1961. Congolese independence leader and first democratically elected leader of Congo as prime minister at the age of 35. Founder and leader of mainstream movement National Congolese? Congolese? I've never seen that before. I'm sorry if I'm fucking it up. Had an integral role in the campaign for independence from Belgium. He co-established the movement National <laughs> Congolese in 1958 to call for countrywide unity and freedom from colonial atrocities. Oh, he was assassinated in 1961. Fuck. Oh, shit. In 2013, the United States of America admitted President Eisenhower as authorized his assassination. Ain't that a bitch? In 1964, Malcolm X said Lumumba was the greatest black man who ever walked the African continent. That's a good praise right there. I didn't know he was fucking... I didn't know they actually admitted that they fucking assassinated him. You know, that's good. Other segment we like to do on the show, we got hustle approvals. 
Went to Hustle Approved this week, man. You know what? I'm going to have to say, because I just listened to it yesterday with the spirit, and it brought back so many memories, because I hadn't listened to it for, like, for real, for real in a long time. Hustle Approval for this week is going to be Criminal Minded, the first album from Boogie Down Productions, Karis One, 1987. I fucking love that record, man. I told her a story. I tell, I'll tell y'all, too, because I know I haven't told this on the podcast before. But back like when I was younger, and I was like, all I did was research hip-hop shit. Like, all I did was listen to old-school hip-hop research it i read books on it i you know wikipedia whenever it became a thing i was just sitting just scroll through wikipedia's about shit so i got the nickname the walking encyclopedia from a lot of my peoples and at the barbershop because you know of course you know black barbershops you know it's always you know a lot of back and forth going on about a bunch of different shit and one day man somebody tried to test my knowledge and they were talking about boogie down productions and all this other shit so oh the first album came out this year and i'm like nah it came out 1987 and like oh it's on this level and i'm not or label i'm like no it's on this label bro that he didn't get on drive to the second album. he's like oh man you don't know that what you talking about and i'm like bro to ask me ask me a question i'll answer that shit about colonel money go and he's like okay well, how many songs on the first album? like 10 songs and all that shit so he just went back and forth back and forth and all that and eventually got to a point where even though I was answering all this shit right, and everybody in the barbershop is just like, damn, he fucking you up, boy. And so he's like, oh, man, fuck, man, you don't know that. So you probably just looked it up online. I'm like, man, I got the CD in the car right now. I said, man, you ain't got that CD, man. That CD, like, hard to find now. It's out of print. I'm saying, I don't got the CD in the car right now. And he's like, nah, nah, that's my uncle. It's my uncle's driver. I said, let me see your keys real quick. Went out to the car and got that shit. And I'm like, bro, it's right here. And he's like, everybody's like, oh, shit, I fucked him up in front of everybody. Like, you actually got this shit? You actually listen to this shit? I'm like, bro, ain't it obvious? Like, if I know I listen to this shit because I just fucked you up with the knowledge game, like, super hard. So, yeah, man, like I said, memories for that shit. But, yeah, Criminal Minded, man, by Boogie Down Productions. It ain't that long. It's only 10 songs, like I said. And my, let me see, if I had to pick three favorite songs off that album, my favorite songs off that album would be, well, Criminal Minded, of course, is my shit. Um, Poetry, you know, the first song on the album, I love that song. And then the remix for PS Free might be my third favorite one. So, yeah. Check those three songs out if you like them. Fuck it, listen to the whole album. But Kieran Omonid is the shit, man. Boogie Down Production. Check that shit out. 1987. If you ever seen the uh, movie Get Rich or Die Trying, a 50 Cent movie, there's a part where he's looking in the mirror, I think, and he's saying, Why da da dang? Why da 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 dang? Hey, listen to my 9mm go bang. That's off Criminal Minded. That's actually the third song on, that's called 9mm Goes Bang. So, yeah, check that shit out, man. It's worth listening to. Well, that was fun, man. That went a lot smoother than I thought it would, man. I was actually fucking terrified to do this because I'm like, I'm going solo. I don't know how this is going to go. Am I going to regret this or not? And I think it turned out pretty well. Like I said, it's going to be a shorter episode, of course, because, you know, it's just me and a lot of back and forth going on, which is fine, you know. We did a couple long episodes. Like, Tales from the Hood 2 was long as fuck. So, you know, fuck it. Do for a short one every now and again. And with this movie, there's there's not a lot to talk about. If PJ had been here, it still would have been a short episode because there's not a lot to talk about with this one. Simple grindhouse bullshit. And you know what? Every now and again, you need that on the show because that's what started this show in the first place. So, give you a little bit of information here. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, lowercase, oddcast, HVH podcast. It's the show page, but I run it, so it's basically my page anyway. But PJ also has a page, and it is capital P, lowercase A U L Y, capital P, lowercase J, Paulie PJ. And PJ recently did an interview with Side Hustle Radio, which I know funny, right? I think he talked about this already. But it's like Hustle Brand Entertainment, I think, is the actual name. Because there's multiple podcasts under one banner. And I think Hustle Brand ENT is what it is. There's links on his on his page, and I posted links to it, too. So if 
you want to see it, just check that out. Because PJ talks about his music as, as you know, PJ raps. And he supposedly, hopefully, man, he's been talking about it for a while, but I'm hoping it actually happens. But he's supposed to have his mixtape coming out around this time next month. And, you know, as you know, we've heard since, you know, the early days of the show, he's been putting music on the show every now and again. He'll give me tracks, man, yo, put this at the end. And they all gotten good responses. So if you've heard those tracks that he's put out on the show, you might want to check that record out when he, or the mixtape out when he drop it because it's going to be good. Like, I know PJ, my brother, and that's my motherfucking homie. But I, I'm saying it's just as a music fan. He does make good ass music, though, for real. So if you're a hip hop fan or I mean, if you ain't a hip hop fan, I'm going to let you know when that come out because you have to check that out. But he talks all about that, and he plays some of his songs on there. He even debuted a new one on there that I hadn't even heard yet. So you definitely want to check that out. Show love to PJ's music pages and all that. He has a SoundCloud, too. I don't know what it is right now, but he says it in that interview. So go check his music out. You can also follow The Spirit at The Spirit 95 as well. And you can follow us on Instagram. We are Home Video Hustle Podcast. Just search that, and we'll be there. Facebook.com slash HVH Podcast. If you want to holler at us on Facebook or leave us a review and all that type of good shit. And oh, I have an announcement about this too because we have a YouTube page. Just type Home Video Hustle in the search bar and I'll show you we'll be there. And I did some thinking about this and I think it'll help us in the long run. And I did an experiment with this last episode on there and it actually proved a point of mine. We not on, we don't host off Podbean no more. Podbean used to automatically upload the shit to YouTube. So that's one of the reasons why we just kind of started doing it because I was like, well, it doesn't automatically put on YouTube, so why not? But when we did this last episode, the YouTube video has almost 500 fucking views now. I don't know how. Maybe it's because it's Tells from the Hood too and it's new. But we would like to have those views on the motherfucking podcast numbers. So from this point forward, we're not going to upload the whole episodes to YouTube anymore. I know it's some people that's probably like, oh, fuck that. But I mean, look, we on Spotify. You can stream that on TV. There has apps and all this other shit. There's multiple ways to listen to the show on your TV and whatnot. That's not YouTube. That actually help us out with the download numbers and all that shit, you know. Because, I mean, I don't like talking about numbers a lot, but it's something that we do care about. Because, you know, we want to make sure we get this shit out as far as we can. And people are actually downloading the shit. So from now on, the thing I'm going to do is I'll just put, like, highlights or something on YouTube. I won't put the whole episode I just throw some. I throw a few highlights or some up there, but of course we'll still have the bag videos or you know the movie reveal videos every Wednesday. Well, that's not gonna change, but we're just not throwing the whole episodes up on YouTube anymore. See, it just seemed like it was kind of counterproductive to the cause, you know what I'm saying? So if you listening to this show now, if you caught us, if you got hip to us through YouTube, just know, hey, we love you, appreciate that. We're not gonna take the old episodes down or anything. It just ain't gonna be no new ones uploaded. So just come on down to the uh, podcast feed, man. We here, we love you, and you can get to that on any of the various podcast apps you like. You know the Apple Podcast. You are on Podbean now. You just gotta kind of resubscribe to the new feed if you ain't already, or just subscribe to the feed if you didn't, because that's the only one there now. And you know it's Castbox and you know Podcast Addicts and all that type of shit. You know we out there, man. We pretty much almost any podcast app you can think of, we should be on there by now. Also, want to give a huge shout out to the homie Trey Voorhees. I haven't got a chance to hear it yet as of this recording because it just came out and I haven't had a chance to buy it yet. But Voorhees actually has some new shit out with his wife, trading Amy Voorhees. The Voorhees family have an album out right now in time for Halloween. It's just the, the Voorhees family Halloween special. It has eight songs. And I'm telling you, I heard when he gave me one song to listen to, it's actually the first song on there after the intro and it's pretty fucking good, man. <laughs> if you like our theme music, if you like the songs that play at the end sometime. Oh, and I um I put it in after the fact because we had already recorded. But last week I put a, one of his songs from his last record, um, Saturday Six, on there. A song called Psycho. If you listen to the episode, and you were wondering, even though he does say this Voorhees, it's like the first thing he says is Voorhees. But if you somehow missed that, 
That song was called Psycho by Trey Voorhees off Saturday 6. So if you like that, you should go cop Saturday 6. And if you also like it, you should also go cop the Vam- uh, Voorhees Family Halloween special. It's going to be good. I'm going to cop me a copy. Fun's just been a little tight, tight. That's the only thing. But honestly, though, for real, though, I'm really interested in knowing what y'all think. Like, did y'all like this? Did y'all do a job mind me doing this? Like times when PJ can't record or I can't get anybody? Because usually I just... You know, I'll, I'll usually grab up Brendan. Brendan's usually my go-to cat because he's the only one I know that has a schedule that kind of works with mine. At any time, I can just hit him up and be like, yo, you want to record tomorrow? Or you want to record a couple days? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What movie? <laughs> you know? But this was super, this was even more last minute than usual. So I didn't want to hit him up super last minute like that. So I'm like, you know, it's either going to be no show. Because, you know, peek behind the curtain real quick. Just a quick peek. A lot of times, PJ can't record until the end of the week. But I like to have the shit recorded at the beginning of the week. So I don't have to, like, rush edit at the last second. And the job I have, or the, the area I'm doing at my job this week, takes a long time. So I'm not going to have much time to edit at, like while I'm at work, you know, chilling either. Like on break and whatnot. So it's like, I'm either going to have to just break naked, or I'm just going to have to edit it when I get home from work, when I'm tired. I'm just like, you know, I, just, I, I don't want to do that. I hate editing last minute like that. And then when I edit last minute like that, I can't do a YouTube video because I don't know for sure what the fuck we're doing yet, you know? So I like to have everything done early. So me and PJ are recording on Thursday. So next week, he should be here unless something happens. But for this week, I'm like, I need something. Then the spirit's at school, P's at work. So I'm curious, what do you guys think? Like next time, what do y'all pref- do y'all prefer no episode? Do you prefer a guest episode? Or are, are y'all like, fuck you, Brent, edit that shit last minute and get it out there because fuck you. Like, I don't... <laughs> Like, honestly, though, I'm really curious because if y'all, if this works out and y'all like it, then it will make my life a lot easier if I can just go solo. Like, I like to think I'm entertaining on my own, but I'm not sure. So you guys let me know, please, how this shit went. And it'll, you know, plan in the future. Like, because a lot of times the spirit will be here with me because she just happens to not be here today. But if it ever happens to be just me, I just want to know, like, hey, you guys actually want to hear this shit. So, yeah, just let me know. Hit me up, man. I'm always respond anyway. You can always hit me up, man. I ain't, I ain't no asshole. I'm not. You know, too big for my britches and whatnot. I'll talk back to you. But before I ramble on any longer, I'm going to go ahead and just say one more thing, man. I'm Brent. Have a good rest of your Friday. Have a good rest of whatever the fuck day you're listening to this on. Have a great week, period. Have fun out there. Be good to each other. Watch movies. And like I said, hit me up and let me know how y'all feel about this episode. I'll get back to y'all. And I'll chop it up with y'all later. And one more thing I got to say is just peace. Hey guys, this is Steven Christina. I am the founder, owner, creator, and host of Super Retro Throwback Reviews. Are you looking for the best movie reviews, music reviews, video game reviews, and Comic-Con coverage all around? Well then look no further. Definitely check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on YouTube and our new audio podcast, the new and improved Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Files version 2.0 on the following media distributors. Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. Class is over, John. Time for something new and improved. Hey, Jim. What are you doing this week? Uh, it's pretty much the same thing I do every week. I, I talk to you. That's true. We do talk every week. Yeah, and about some weird, dumb stuff. Like, what if everything was a stupid movie cliche? Or, you know, like that when we accidentally started that Dave Franco uh, fan club called Dave Franco's Dream Boys? Right, or when we tr- we talked about get-rich-quick schemes that all involved goats? I like that. Um, can people hear us talk about these things? Yeah, they can. We actually do a podcast about them, uh, and you can get them anywhere, like iTunes, Stitcher, all the podcast apps. Nice. So you can subscribe to the Jupiter Boys from Wadolpha Shark Media today and listen to us talk? Yes, you can.
Why doesn't everybody do that? I don't know. The Jupiter Boys. You won't believe it's not butter.